Welcome to RLA's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy Week 8 in our new series, Non-Negotiables, by Pastor Renee Molina. Okay, so I want to get into today's message. And uh, we've been covering a series for several weeks about non-negotiables, about the foundations of, of what we're doing here and what we're building here in our little corner of the earth. And um, I just really, I've been really, really excited. Some of you have come up to me and told me, Renee, I've been loving this series. I've been loving what we've been talking about, these foundations that are going to, we're going to build the future on. And so um, I I, want to mention something that in our non-essentials, we have the freedom to believe whatever we want. Like our non-essentials is like 90% of the things, you know, free to be like, do whatever you want, believe whatever you want. But in our foundations, in our essentials, we have to have harmony because that's what creates a family, right? In a family, in a home, you have your things that you're like, yeah, like, of course, we all agree on this. But there are certain things that you could disagree on. And so these are our foundations. And if we could kind of give a flyover on the weeks that we've been having. So we've been covering, we're on week eight today. Uh, but we've been covering our belief and trust in God. We spoke about the Trinity, about who is Jesus, about the kingdom message, how we strongly believe that women are equals. Uh, the sin hurts our entire lives. And then last week was the church's calling to be salt and light. Um, and then today is God's word is our foundation. And something that we've been, um, we've been emphasizing and part of our DNA as a church is we just don't talk about crazy ideas and stay in the clouds. No, we talk about how these ideas, these biblical transformative ideas are so simple and practical in our everyday lives. Does that make sense? Because some churches, like, they stay in the clouds and they stay there, you know? Uh, And then some people, they're just too on earth, you know? We want to be a balance. We want to be able to do both. So today, say with me, God's word is our foundation. And with that being said, um, let's, let's uh, let's dive right in. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for everything today. We thank you for the amazing worship that the, the worship team led us in, God. That was amazing. Um, that was so powerful, God. And we just thank you for the prayer moment, the ministry time, Robert's word, God. We just thank you for that powerful bullseye kind of word, God. And uh, we thank you for everything that you're doing, God. We also just excited and just wanted to let you know that we're excited about the baptisms, our first baptisms And we know that it's going to be an unforgettable moment for a lot of us, God. And so, God, we just thank you. And we know that even if we don't feel you, even if we don't always see you, we know you're moving and we know you're working. In your name we pray. Amen. So God is, uh, God's word is our foundation. Man, I'm excited for this. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there, uh, uh, a lot of influential churches, I've heard there's influential churches in the world that when they start building their campus, like if they're doing a, re- a construction site, literally the first thing they do, something symbolic, is that they put uh, the Bible, they put it in a little box in the center of the, they dig a hole and they put it in the center of their construction site. They dig it up and then they start building their whole campus. And in a symbolic way that God's word is our foundation. I, th- I thought that's awesome, and, and I believe us, that when we build uh, something in the future to, to serve our city, um, I believe we're going to maybe probably do something like that. But I want to I, I tell you that every person on planet Earth has their ultimate authority and foundation. 
Everybody has a place where they learn basic uh, uh, rules or instructions on life, on money, on sex, on power, on politics, on, on justice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some people, their ultimate authority is a movie that they watched. And it's like, you're going to base your whole life on a movie. Like, you know? I love movies, don't get me wrong. But some people, that's their ultimate authority. And whenever they do something in life, they refer back to that movie. And it's like, but I remember that John Wick, he, he didn't let himself. It's like, okay, okay, all right. Other people, their main source of, like, foundation is a celebrity, you know. Well, it's because, you know, my favorite Drake and, you know, Shakira, he, she does this and they, they do that, you know. And my favorite, you know, Kim Kardashian, she does this and she does that. And, and our respects to celebrities, but you cannot base your life off the life of, of a celebrity. Only because someone is famous doesn't mean they should be a model. Does that make sense? Um, and Kaylee and I, we have hearts for celebrities, but they need God as much as we do. Um, other people, their parents, everything they refer back to their parents. And my parents this, and my parents taught me this, and my parents taught me that, and my parents, and my mom this, and my, mom, my, my, my mama said that. My mom, you remember that movie? No one remembers that movie? Uh, yeah, Waterboy. Um, and so some people, they constantly refer back to their parents. Others is a professor. One class changed everything, and they base everything off that class. Others, a documentary. Others, the news. How many know people that base their whole life off what's going on in the news? <laughs> uh, one of the, one of the uh, podcasters that I listen to, he says, he says this about his mom. He says, I know, my, I, I know if my mom's been talking a lot of like, negative stuff, I know she's watching too much news. Whenever my mom's getting too bitter about, like, the world around us, I'm like, Mom, you need to watch less news. Like, you're watching too much news. Uh, some others is a YouTuber. But my point is, we strongly believe that the greatest, most reliable foundation, and it has a track record of thousands of years, is God's word. God's word is the most reliable authority and foundation in, uh, is the word of God. It's like Jesus. It's fully God and fully human. God's word is so fundamental, so found, it's foundational. I don't think that's a word, but I just made it up. Foundational to all life. At RLA Church, we believe that it is God's word that is our foundation. Everything in our lives, we filter it through God's word. I don't know if you know this, but I love God's word. I love his word. I'm, Kaylee knows I talk so much about it. It's always bouncing in my head. It's, it's, it's on me. It's around me somewhere. It's always in my bag. I always have a copy of, of, of scripture in my bag, in every bag. I, like, I love it. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. And everything we do in our lives is filtered through the lenses of scripture. Foundation. So I want to ask you, what's your ultimate foundation? What's your most common point of reference? When you think about money, when you think about sex, when you think about power, when you think, what's, your, what's the reference point that comes to mind? And I really hope that scripture is the ultimate reference point. But I do want to start off that there has been abuse with the Bible. 
And I want to start off with that. If you have a Bible, can you go to Hebrews chapter 4? I want to start off with the abuse. Because reading the Bible is not enough. It must be read well. Does that make sense? Some people say, all you need to do is just read the Bible. Well, that's part of the story. You need to read it well. Because there's been so much abuse being done with God, with, with, with uh, Scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, it's funny because I always like, I'm the one that never looks for it. <laughs> well, uh, Hebrews 4, it says, uh, Hebrews 4 says, uh, where are you? Okay, there we go. For the word of God is alive and active. Say with me, alive and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's pretty deep. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. And, okay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. Why is it sharper than a double-edged sword? Because if you read it well, it'll cut you deep. But if you read it wrong, it'll cut you deep too. Does that make sense? Tell the person next to you, be careful how you read scripture. Be careful how you read the Bible. Exactly. Did you know that the Bible will tell you anything you want it to tell you if you read it wrong? You can find whatever you want in scripture if you read it wrong. Don't read it wrong. That's right. Mama Edna said don't read it wrong. One of the people that had, one of the groups of people that have abused others and have used the Bible as their foundation are slaveholders, slave owners. Ooh. They twisted and abused scripture to justify their slavery of other people. It was cool because uh, one of my awesome sister-in-laws, uh, we were talking about Frederick Douglass and uh, how we both have read uh, the writings of Frederick Douglass. And he said, nerds, <laughs> and he said, he said this. This was crazy. He said, for all the slaveholders, this is in his autobiography. He said, for all the slaveholders with whom I ever met, religious slaveholders were the worst. Think about, let that sink in. When you twist scripture and you, just, you could justify anything you want. And the slaveholders, the slave owners did that to abuse others. Now, I want to tell you, slavery is not taught in Scripture. But in ancient times, the biblical authors tried to work around slavery. They never directly said, don't slave other people. But what it did was it tried to work around it because slavery in old times, can we put the picture up? Slavery in these times, slavery in the 2000 BCE times, way before, way, way before, slavery was like, the, like our electricity. Slavery was so part of it that, that scripture, the biblical authors were like, okay, look, I know it's so part of us, so let's try to work around it. Let's try to avoid it. Let's just treat each other with respect. Does that make sense? Another group of people, and I, and I do want to clarify something, actually. I was wondering if I should or should, uh, should not. A lot of people, you can't, you can't just say, well, you know why? Why doesn't, like, the Bible, like, completely discard slavery? 
Well, you can't judge the Bible based on our 21st century perspective. Nowadays, we know slavery is a big zero no, right? But back, back thousands of years ago, it was, it was their natural part of life. And so what, the, what scripture would tell people would be, hey, just make sure you don't treat others less than you. If you have slaves, treat them as brothers and sisters. Does that make sense? Another group of people that have abused and justified um, uh, and used scripture is the KKK. Tell the person next to you, don't be like the KKK. <laughs> Following the racist slaveholders. Did you know that the KKK used the Bible to enslave others and to hate others? They used this Bible verse where it says, God marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. And so they would use that to say, yeah, you see, that's why we need to be segregated. Because God has appointed a place for you and a place for us. Abuse. Another group of people are, is Hitler and the Nazis. Did you know that they used the Bible to kill, to destroy six million people? They said that because they murdered Jesus, they deserve everything they get. But what they forgot was that Jesus was Jewish. Another group of people are machismo. Tell the person next to you, don't be a machista. <laughs> Arrogant and ignorant men, arrogant, ignorant men have used the Bible to treat women as second-class citizens. Oh, man, you guys are, man, okay, okay. Are you guys with me on that? <laughs> no, but seriously, people, men, ignorant men or, or naive men or even some intentionally arrogant men have used the Bible to treat women as second-class citizens, but you're misusing the Bible. And then others, for example, legalism, super religious people, they try to suck the life and the joy of, of our lives because of these ultra-conservative views. And there's other ones because of time. I need to hurry up. Like the Crusades, like the Spanish Inquisition, the church silencing one of the greatest scientists, Galileo. The, 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 the church has misused the Bible for so long. There's been so many abuses, and that's why we wonder if the Bible is important or not. But can I tell you something, that when the Bible is used correctly, did you know that church, the church, when, used, when they used it correctly, did, did you know that they invented hospitals? Did you know that the church invented hospitals? Because they saw that in the Bible, Jesus called people to care for the sick. Did you know that? Did you know that the, that the Bible invented the idea of human rights? Did you know that the Bible invented universities and schools? Did you know that the principle that says no one is above the law was invented in Scripture? When you read it well, it does amazing things. It inspired the first scientists. It inspired the most classic, the famous classical music. It's restored cities, marriages, families, and individuals. If you read it wrong, it's going to cut you. If you read it well, it's going to cut you too. Now, how do you read the Bible then? I want to give you the most important thing you need to read the Bible. You need to know that it's all about love. If you uh, go to Matthew Chapter 22, where Jesus summarizes the Bible. It's really good. 
Matthew 22. I'm going to read it because of time. I need, to, I need to hurry up. Do you guys see that, though? I, I recently was digging, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know that the church invented, in the fourth century, invented hospitals. Isn't that crazy? That, I'm still like, the, my mind's still blowing when I found that out. <laughs> Tell the person next to you, wake up, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> it says, Jesus, I love it. How many love it when somebody summarizes you a story, like, and doesn't give you the details? I, I love it. Kaylee loves details sometimes. Anyways, so here we go. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees and Pharisees, the super ultra-religious people, got together. Um, One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the whole law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets are summarized and hang on these two commandments. If you read the Bible and it doesn't encourage you to love God, to love others and love yourself, you're reading it wrong. That is the key to reading scripture. If, if you reading scripture is making you feel greater than others, you're reading it wrong. But if you read scripture and you just love others more and you love people more and you're just like, can I tell you something? When people ask you, why do you go to church? You tell them because they're teaching me how to love you. Imagine how that would change. Then they must be like, okay, keep going. Like, keep going, please. That's what church is about. That's what church is about. That's what scripture is about, to learn to love. To learn to love. It's to love God, love yourself, and love people. Can we, can, can we put those three on the screen? That's, this is the Bible summarized. And care for the earth. Did you know that's in the Bible too? Did you know that what's going on in the Amazons, that's our responsibility? If you want to learn to love people, read scripture. If you want to learn to love yourself and see how valuable you are, read scripture. If you want to love God more, read scripture. Can I give you another little tool? You have to, this is really important because this is why so many people have abused the Bible. The Bible has specific instructions and universal instructions. Specific instructions are people are when, where you read women can't speak. That's a specific instruction for a certain city. Dietary laws, that's specific. But universal laws, that is love your enemies, seek justice, walk humbly. Those are, that's for everybody. Does that make sense? And so, but the problem is that some religious people, they see the whole Bible as universal for everybody. And yeah, it, it, is, it is good for everybody, but you have to read it well. Does that make sense? And I want to repeat one more time that if you, when you read scripture and it doesn't make you love your spouse more, love your siblings more, love your boss more, love your enemies more. If you're not, if you're not finding love in scripture, then you're reading it wrong. Does that make sense? It's about love. It's about care. Even um, 
Kaylee's inspired me to care for more, more for animals. Um, honestly, before meeting Kaylee, I was, and others not know my stories, um, I was so mean to animals. It was, it was, yeah, I was really mean. I was like the, the typical, like, you know, my parents are from Central America, so I was like the typical, like, treat animals like most, not everyone, but I just mistreated animals. I know, it's really bad. Kaylee showed me how to treat animals well. Who here is proud that they love and treat animals well? Raise your hand. <laughs> That's cool. Congrats. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, this is what it's about. This is, okay, you guys ready for this? This is the SparkNote version of the Bible. This is the summary of it. The whole, the whole, the whole big book, ancient book, the good book is summarized in love God, love yourself. Love all people. You notice how it says all people? And care for the for earth. And the last thing I want to share with you today is there are two roles the Bible must play in our lives. Number one, it must be a foundation. It must be a foundation. Can I tell you something that some religious people get scandalous about? Did you know that the Bible does not address all issues in life? But it does address the root of all issues of life. Does that make sense? For example, the Bible does not talk about capitalism or about GMOs and cloning, but it does talk about the root of all those issues. Does that make sense? It has to be your foundation to marriage. It has to be your foundation to single life. It has to be your foundation. For example, Renee, how do you apply the Bible to a single person? Can I tell you how? Here's one way. You want to know? Can I summarize it for you? You can't get married until you learn to love yourself. You cannot love others until you learn to love yourself. Does that make sense? So the goal is for Scripture to be the foundation and you build on top of that foundation. That's scripture. And the second thing scripture must be is it should be a guide. It should be a guide. When you're going through dark seasons, confusing seasons, it's going to guide you. How many know that scripture, the, the, God's word, is going to be able to meet you where you're at in that dark valley and season and forest you're going through? And it's going to be able to lead you out. Renee, what if when I'm angry... Yeah, there's people that you could find in Scripture that were angry too. What if I felt alone? You could find that. You could find your voice in Scripture. It's about, and if I could just summarize it in a way, Scripture is our ultimate reference point, our foundation to life. I don't know what yours is. Uh, or others, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a YouTube video you saw, maybe it's your favorite, I don't know. But I really hope that God's word becomes your foundation, your ultimate reference point. The place where you constantly go back, okay, are we clear with scripture? Like, do we, we got the green light? All right, now let's move forward. Now, I don't want you to be pleased. We don't want to create a culture where you're an ultra-religious person that you're like, where is that literally in the Bible? No, 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 no. The Bible is not going to be addressing uh, a lot of controversial issues. It is going to address the root of every issue, though. You follow me? 
everything, the music you listen to, the movies you watch, everything, something that I would, I, I want to open up my heart in the way I do things. If you, those that know me, I, I, I like movies, shows, I love movies and shows, I love art, I love our culture, I love music, um, and I could appreciate all of those things, and I just filter, I just filter it, but I could still appreciate it. Does that make sense? Scripture is our lens and our filter. On behalf of our church, we want to thank you for listening to this week's message. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. We hope to have you back next week.